Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Surreyor Global Fantasy Football Podcast. This week, myself, Ivy, and You'll Never Walk Alone, are delighted to be joined by the one and only Leo Fan Zura to discuss his Surreyor experience and add a lot more. So it's great to finally have you on the pod, Zura. Welcome. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for the invite. I'm really pleased to be uh, here and I think this is my, the first time uh, I'm, I'm doing something like this for the Surrey community. So I'm really pleased uh, to, to be a guest and uh, I hope the people will love uh, the talking. And uh... We get messages every week asking to get you on the podcast. So this has been a, a huge coup. One of the Surrey originals from back in June 2019. I'm sure that the listeners are are going to love this one. Yeah, I noticed that you introduced him there as a Lille fan. I mean, come on. I mean, that's only because Arsenal are doing so badly this season, surely. No, <laughs> no come on. He's Lille when they're top of the league, and then he's probably, you know, Arsenal when they're doing quite well as well. What, what, what sort of balance have you got between those two teams? Because I know they are your two teams. No, actually, I'm from, I'm from Paris. I was born in Paris, but then, then um, I grew up in Lille. Then my, my father, he moved uh, to the UK. So I followed him and uh, we, we were living near the Highbury Stadium, the old one. So, I mean, we, uh, I went to some games with my, my father and, and that's, that's what, where the, the Arsenal, you know, like where my loving to, towards the Arsenal club comes from. But actually, you have a lot of French people loving uh, Arsenal because of Arsene Wenger back in the days. My my story is a little more, more uh, you know close rela- closely related to to the Arsenal club. So which era? Just... Which era were you there? Were you there during the Arsene uh, Wenger era? Yeah, yeah, during the you know Robert Pires, uh, Patrick Vieira. The I was really young, so it was like yeah during the 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 pinnacle of uh, Arsenal. So you know like it was they were playing a really beautiful game. So it, I just loved every every single. Every single time going to the stadium with my father was was a real pleasure. And I think this is where where my my passion for football comes from. So yeah, I still love Arsenal, even if it's painful to watch them now. I still have good memories about about going to the stadium with my father and uh, enjoying the games actually. And and now this season, focus on Lille, top of the league. Jonathan yeah, David I mean, scoring the winner last week against PSG. Yeah, I imagine was, you must have been super happy. Yeah, it was really really exciting. Uh, I'm I'm so sick. I can't I can't go to the stadium now. I used to I used to come to the stadium at the beginning of the season because they were still allowing some some people to go there, but you just couldn't really approach the players. But no, it's 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 difficult. Like no one can even go to the stadium. Even the people who are really close to the to the club, they can't can't go there during the games. So that's that's a special special way to support your club. It's really difficult to see your club performing like this, and you cannot help them to to get the the extra energy they they, they need. Those moments, being able yeah. to celebrate those moments. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Mark uh, went through that last season when Liverpool was top of the league and the season got, got stopped by COVID. I mean, you could, you could feel the Liverpool fans were going like, oh no, we haven't won the title since ages and no, this is gonna, not going to happen because of the COVID. And for yeah, we haven't we haven't even celebrated it. We've lost it. We've yeah. lost the title. We've lost the title already, and we still yeah. ha- haven't had the opportunity to celebrate it. I'm getting emails every couple of weeks from the supporters club and talking about mm. season ticket and the uncertainty and nothing can be done yet and uh even when it is i mean they had a couple of games where fans mm. were back into the ground 
but then geographically they selected them by people that were closest by postcode so mm. you know I'm, I'm a five-hour drive away from Anfield I was never going to get selected yeah. to uh, to be one of the 2,000 that got uh, uh, into the ground in January for, for a couple of games but mm. yeah it is very strange so how do you you know are all the little games televised how are you able to keep track do you go do you, you often go to some of the training sessions as well yeah, I used to, but no, it's impossible anymore to go to the training station. They have, they've closed everything. Right. Uh, so the COVID regulation were, were tightened up, so it's it's impossible not to go to training station, even if you have special access. So I'm um, I'm just following uh, them <laughs> on television, and uh, and that's all. I mean, that's all I can do now. And how are you feeling with just a few games to go? Can you hold on? How, how well, I, I'm, I, well, David got injured uh, by Gay last game during Paris. Uh, against Paris so well he was our main weapon since uh, beginning of uh, January so I mean it's going to be difficult really because uh, because we 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 don't have the same team as Paris Saint-Germain do and we, we can lose two against every team actually like the calendar is not really really easy for us we still have to play against Lyon but Lyon also have to play against Monaco so this is going to be really crucial games and Paris also is still in Champions League and he's going to lose energy for, from it. So, I mean, it's going to be really, really tight, I guess. Yeah, no, it's definitely shaping up to be more exciting than the Premier League in England. Uh, mm. And I think, again, the power of something like Serer is that, uh, you know, a, a lot more attention from outside of France is now looking at the French title race with, with a lot more interest. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't typically pay that close attention to, you know, even, even the Bundesliga, you know, La Liga maybe mm. a little bit... But, you know, we're getting to the stage now, last part of the European season, and we're all taking, oh, will Sporting hold on? <laughs> Is Atletico <laughs> or Barcelona or Real Madrid going to win the Liga? And, you know, I, I find myself perhaps a little bit more of a side interest on uh, on teams that I wouldn't normally take a closer look at. Yeah, we all know English guys, they don't look at the Farmers League anymore anyway. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's nice to see English people just admit it. They, they still follow French League. <laughs> well, you know, you and I have got something in common. We're, we're both Jonathan David unique holders. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. we, I've got to take a personal interest in Lille. I, I'm their sort of my adopted team now. With uh, I'm on the Jonathan David bandwagon. Uh, I'd love, but, I'd love but, to see him break through and become a world superstar. So yeah, or, or did you, or did you feel when, when I mean, David was horrible at the beginning of the season. So how, how did you feel about him? Like you, you, you still believed he, he, he was something special and he was going to make through the, the A-team because he wasn't even a starter at the beginning. Uh, biggest buy of the of the summer for Lille and one of the on, of the biggest buy also uh, from the French Liga. And he was not even a starter until December. So how did you feel about holding his unique? Well, I've got a reputation for killing young <laughs> uniques, haven't I? So, uh, you know, I, I look through my collection and there's quite a few that uh, on paper look quite good. And in reality, <laughs> uh, don't make the grade. I mean, Wesley's another one. I think probably since you joined in June 2019, has Wesley mm -hmm. been fit for one weekend? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I've, 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 I've completely ruined his career Palacios uh, who mm. I know he's, he's back now for Leverkusen mm. I was hopeful he'd, he'd work out he's not really done great uh, Gonzalo oh. Plata another Fabio Silva uh, do I need to go on I've killed a couple of goalkeepers in, in uh, Liga Nos <laughs> Maximiano Cot Duck oh yeah uh, come on Diego Costa they don't get games yeah uh, <laughs> they, they will actually they will 
Zaniolo, I've killed him as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there was one is West actually because his injury was really bad, and it's not like the typical ACL you can get. Like you got the meniscus also, so it, I mean I I don't think he's gonna he will still he will play for Aston Villa. They, he will probably be loaned on in into another club, but yeah, Wesley is really really the injury is really concerning really. Because yeah. you're also it's almost like Dimatter from the first season, isn't it? Oh it's yeah, like, we yeah. Never, you, you could. He was he was never coming back, and you yeah, never Dimatta got, really got any, the, any use. The, quite the same injury, and actually he failed a medical uh, in in a French club. So when um, uh, Underleg tried to sell him uh, last summer, at the end of the summer, we had a French club inter- interested in it, and uh, he failed at the medical because of his knee. Well, so, I, well, I, I, I mean, him as well, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, but. You know, Wesley, like he has a, a strange particularity. Is like his left leg is smaller than his right leg, and this is like uh, like a body particularity which leads to a lot of injuries, and it's difficult for him to to recover. He has to take time. So, well, let's. I mean, I think the best outcome for him is being loaned to a championship club and and killing it uh, next season. So yeah, you still have get him along. Get him alongside Kaminsky every Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a dream, that's it. That's the best outcome you can expect. But, but to this. answer your question, I mean, I think it's probably the same that mm-hmm. you or other uh, owners of maybe Osserman feel as well. Both yeah. of them took very high-profile transfers in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Osserman obviously had that season with your team, with Lille, for, you know, before he then took another yeah. stepping stone to Napoli. Um, and again, on paper, two big transfers, two hyped players. Yeah. I think every, everybody was hoping that they'd hit the ground running and... Uh, and, and well, Osiman has really strong debut for Napoli. He played well, and you can see the you could see the difference. Uh, all, all Napoli team behaved with him or without him. He was really really a powerhouse in the in, in as a striker and really fast. He was killing it, and then he got injured in November uh, during um, his uh, international international duty. In Syria. Yeah. And then uh, the the meds the dogs over there they just tried to he had like a shoulder injury. And they tried to fix it, and actually they made it worse. So it just it just took some time for him to recover. Then he got COVID during a party in Nigeria. So I mean, but all the man really, I, I it was uh, I talked with him last season, and he's like he's he's a really small guy. Like he's he's gonna turn things around for sure. I, I still believe in I still believe in him. He's he's really a cool guy. Is I mean where where he comes from? That's that's impressive. So he will just turn things around. Maybe Gattuso is not really the the coach he needs to develop, but he will he will kill it next season. I'm pretty sure about it. Just so need- do you see similarities in in the, in the prog- career progression from Osimhen and David? Is David, in your eyes, a season behind in terms of development or potential, or do you think Osimhen has got more potential? And I think Osimhen has it? more potential. I mean, Osimhen has more natural talent than David. Like by just by is 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 taller, is stronger, is faster. But David is is more. It's his mindset which is really impressive. He's really focused on the game, and he wants to be like one of the top North Americans youngster. So they're they're quite different in their way of of playing football. Also, David can has more you know technical skills. He can play. He used to play as number ten in Ghent, and he was repositioned as a striker in Lille. 
So it took a lot of a lot of time for him to adapt, and he he made it successfully like two or three months ago. Like I think he scored against Lorient in November. It was his first goal of the season, and then you had some you had some kind of a mental, you know, like he stepped up mentally, and and then all the the other goals came came in. But Oziman is like a natural talent, really. Like his fitness is crazy. He killed all the numbers in the in the lead training sessions. Was the fastest? He has the max uh, uh, VO2. I don't know what to say in English. Like it's Top the, speed. Yeah, the the pulmonary capacity. He had, he had the best okay. of it. He was be- he was the best everywhere. It's just uh, I, I think Napoli did a really great purchase because the price that was announced is not really the price they paid because they they st- they washed trades uh, three players for for their team. Uh, they they sold like uh, an old keeper. And two players from uh, Primavera to Lille for 20 millions, and it was just a wash trade. They just needed to, to Lille just needed some money uh, before the uh, closing their accountability. So they just they sold Ozyman for 60 millions plus some bonuses, and uh, after this they bought uh, three players to, from Napoli for 15 or or 20 millions, 15 plus five bonus. So the Napoli didn't really pay uh, what, what the newspaper said. Ozyman. so I think it's, it's a good really it's a good buy for them really and we'll see next season I feels like we've we, we've missed the chunks so I think let's let's take it back a level June 2019 was when we first started to to chat following yeah. your like, uh, actually it was in on May because it May? I, I, okay. I had an old account uh it, it's named Zura old you were multi multi accounting back in 2019 no, I just, I, actually I lost my computer I lost my computer I, oh that's what they all fell, say it, it fell in the river and yeah that was uh, a six story so my computer my laptop fell on the, on the river and then uh, I had no way to, to recover the metamask account because I my my seed phrase was was lost also so I just asked Adrian if he could uh, transfer the, my old card to my to a new account. So Zua Old is my real account, and it was created in the fifteenth of May, actually. Excellent. So that must have been back in the days where we had like a going into the summer season. We had yeah. like a me- media league, yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy the media league. And then it's grown from there. I mean, I, I think yeah. I, you know, I, I think for me personally, you mm-hmm. epitomise. The game itself, um, you know, I've got to know you very well over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And, you know, quite cl- for me, you're the benchmark. You're the benchmark oh. of the game in terms <laughs> of, you know, your, your trading and transaction history. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a, you're a lot more disciplined than I could ever be. You know, you've got obviously the emotional links to Lil. Yeah, yet true. you've still been able to accept ETH for Lil strong yeah. cards to recycle and, and, and make your team and your collection even stronger. You know, mm. when you look at the tournaments, you know, even, you know, division one, division two, if I'm finishing mm. above you, I'm at, I'm having a great week. You you know, <laughs> it's, 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 and it's funny when people go, oh, the guys in division one, they've got it easy and so forth, mm. you know, oh, they don't perform in division four, or division three. Mm. That's not, that's not true. You are, mm. you are active in the podiums or very close. You know, it doesn't matter what region, what week you, you, you mm. find a way to, to, to get a team out and you're, out of all of the top guys that are out there, you're the one I think that's least likely to uh, miss a DNP or a suspension mm-hmm. or something or an injury. You've got five players out each week and you you are the guy to beat. 
So uh, can you tell me when you're going to slow down and be less relentless? <laughs> oh, well, that's that's a really nice compliment. Thanks. But no, there, there are still some players that are better than me, really, at the game. Uh, I mean, it's not a full-time game. It's not a full-time hobby for me. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to use my football knowledge at best. And I used to play a lot of uh, FIFA on, on, on PlayStation and also play Football Manager. So that's where my knowledge comes from. But I mean, it's, it's been complicated for me recently, really, because there's been a lot of new managers joining the game and it's getting more and more competitive. So, but I think this is complicated for everyone. But uh, I, just, I just bought the, I, I got lucky and I bought the, the, the good cards at the right time. Like for example, cross from from Madrid was like it was a cheap buy and and it turned out amazing. When I when I bought him, he was like he was on the top fifteen of midfielder in Europe, and then now he's, he's top one. So I mean, of course, if you have some your players are really are performing really well, you you're gonna you're going to end up winning divisions. And no division four, it's it's nearly impossible to win. Really, it's 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 more and more difficult. You have a lot of managers coming joining the game and. And they're they're performing right from the start, and actually, uh, my gallery is not not that large. I mean, I, I own probably around two hundred and eighty and three hundred and three hundred twenty cards. So sometimes I have to make concessions, and I I cannot play the best players in in Division Four or Division Two. I have to focus on D One and D Three. But yeah, actually, I, I I love this game and all the all the part, uh, the training parts uh, is like you were saying. I, I can sell. I, I sold little, some little players, but I really love to trade cards. That's that's you know talking with other managers, like getting their their the point of view on the of on the games. Uh, I I love play play the game. I I love to play the game, but also I love to trade cards. Like this is my it's equally important to me as as playing the game. Yeah, well, I think I'd say you're you're your numbers and statistics support that. I mean, in terms of sales, I don't think there's any manager in the game that's uh, generated <laughs> yeah. the sort of sales that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, we've got managers now like Pavel Trader yeah. or, or Zima Blue, but they mm -hmm. play the game as, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a more direct transactional way. I think, yeah. as you said, you, you still express a love for the actual game itself. Mm -hmm. and, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you would sacrifice your cards if it stops you from being competitive in the actual divisions is that right yeah no i, I wouldn't sell my my key cards that the, the cards that i need to 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 play in division one for example like Lewandowski or cross they're, they're they're my my two main key cards and I, I won't sell them unless it's it's a ridiculous amount of money i got i got some offers for them really nice offers but i had to turn them on because that it was meaning i had to sell I mean, uh, I had no, no chance to win Division 1, and I was just cutting my yield. And uh, I mean, I couldn't couldn't accept those offers. But I've, I've been able to sell some little players, even if it's been painful. I still have nightmares about uh, the <laughs> Batman auction against oh, Kairuku, yeah. where, I mean, I, I think I was the only one uh, bidding uh, past four uh, ETH, and the auction ended up 10 ETH, which was crazy at the time. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger because uh, I mean Botman was just a fresh signing. It was it was okay, but 
but not amazing. And then, <laughs> then, then the game proved the uh, and Botman proved uh, ten ETH for this is unique was a cheap, cheap buy. So, will you get a chance to get him next season, or do you think he's leaving you in the summer? Ah, uh, he's leaving. He's leaving. Not to Liverpool, but he's leaving. I, I think a lot of little players will, will leave this summer. I don't see Botman staying. The only one I see staying is David. Uh, Menon is going to leave. Botman is going to leave. Uh, maybe also Yazici or Ikone, they're going to leave. Maybe Sanchez also. Sumari is going to leave. So that's it's going to be tough. But we have a lot of uh, unknown players that are really performing well. So it's going to be a, a whole new team. And David will a, be like... Hmm? Sorry, is there a reason yeah. that you think these players are, are going to, to leave? Uh, Lily is clearly broke. They have no money. They are in trouble, and uh, the the old owner he just uh, he spent more money than he, he could afford buying all the players because like you 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 still have like everyone uh, have in mind the the Aussie man sale, but he spent a lot of money in players that didn't perform well, like even David that that's a big purchase, so he just spent too much money, and with the with COVID and everything. I mean, it yeah, was... The gold clubs have lost quite a lot of revenue. Yeah, from the club was going to end the wall, so he had to sell. And then you guys who came in, they injected money. And they were smart enough not to sell players during the winter because, I mean, you're not going to sell Sanchez for 15 million. So, I mean, all the prices were discounted, but eventually the prices will rise up. And that's what that's when they will sell players. And if Lille managed to win uh, to win the the French league, all the players they will get an instant premium. The owner could not won't be able to refuse like an offer of like thirty five million for Sanchez or I don't know thirty million for Batman. It's an instant sale. They have no no leverage to to negotiate the prices. They're gonna accept every offer they 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 feel is decent, and like there will be some like for example. 30 million for Mania, it will it will sell. It will it will it will leave for sure. So easily. I think the the little team is this is the end of the cycle. So that's really important to win the, the title this year because it's now or never. And I, I don't ex- expect them to do anything in Champions League next, next season. And it's gonna be tough to to defend the title if 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 the title is at the end of this season. Even finishing top five is going to be difficult for Lille. So maybe I'm wrong, but we will see. I'm pretty sure a lot of players gonna, are going to leave and they won't be able to replace them by new purchases. They're going to use the the players they have unknown and the players from the academy. Yeah, lots of, lots of young potential there, but it does take time to transition like that, doesn't it? If you lose quite a lot of the, the core of your, your team. So that'll be a, an interesting one, but hopefully you can win the league. Mm-hmm. Push PSG. No, I'm a big Mbappe fan, but it's always good to, to see you know, the, the underdog winning the, the league. Or so yeah, well, Lille is certainly the underdog against Paris Saint Germain. I'm sure a lot of people want want Lille to win the league uh, because like it means uh, Paris Saint Germain failed in a certain way. But uh, you know, it's more complicated than that. Paris Saint Germain they played they played the final of the last Champions League and they're they're really tired in defense. They they're just average. If you if you if you replace Navas and Marquinhos by two standard players, they're maybe ten points behind Lille. Yeah. So you know it's been difficult for Paris Saint Germain, but they're still in competition everywhere. It's it's mid-April and they're probably probably going to to qualify for semi-finals of Champions League. They are still playing French Cup, French League Cup, 
and they're still on the title they're on the race for the title so i mean that's quite impressive they get they, they can easily end up winning all the titles what uh, happened I know last night we were talking as the game was playing between Bayern Munich and PSG, and mm -hmm. that you, you described it as a, a war zone on the field. As yeah. <laughs> players, players were coming off injured, and it looked at the end to me as though Mbappe was hobbling. Obviously, Marquinhos yeah. went off. Uh, Neymar was struggling on, on Bayern's side. Goretzka yeah. was off. Sula was off. So I think this week there'll be a lot of uh, big names that people would ordinarily want to choose for their mm -hmm. Serer teams. Uh, maybe nursing a bit of an injury. Any has anyone heard any news as to the length of time some of these injuries might be for? Well, I think it's um, Marquinhos is doubtful for uh, the the return games against uh, Bayern Munich. So do is is um, Goretzka also. It's it's one week. He might play. It's not really sure. Sulu is out for sure. And uh, so it's ne yeah. Neymar, but... Neymar and Mbappe, or are they just uh, hobbling for the cameras? No, I, I think they uh, they're. I mean, they are competitors. No, I mean, and Paris Saint-Germain, it's a team where, which the, the players, they have the physical capacity of playing every game. They're used to it. So they they don't have choice. No, the bench for both Bayern and Paris Saint-Germain is, is really small. You, they don't have options. And uh, Paris Saint-Germain still has to, to do something in to win the title. If they had 15 points uh, clear, if they were 15 points clear ahead of Lee or whatever, of course, this weekend Paris Saint-Germain will rotate, but being three points behind, I don't think they can afford it. I mean, the bench players like Icardi or Keane, they 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 proved they were weren't that good. So I think Paris and and also Bayern, they are going to run with their their best their best team this weekend because they just can't afford to lose this game. This I think so. It's a huge game, and we know for PSG that's that's been the target for quite some time now and although normally they, they might be able to take a, a bit of a, a back seat in the league I don't mm. think you can afford to um, this time at all you know they could quite easily not win the Champions League mm. not and, and if you not focused on the, the league and, and end up not winning any of these things get put yeah. out of the, the French Cup that could be a, a real a real bad end of the season you know for one that had so much potential so I think that they go at them hard. It's the, it's the only way, isn't it? These games coming thick and fast do take their, their toll on players, but they've got everything they need in at those clubs at that elite level to try and manage around yeah. these situations and really make a push for it. So, yeah, I expect them to, to be fielding strong teams for the, the remainder of the, the season as, as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, the, it's like this is the crucial moment in the season where... You, you you win a title or you don't. So you, you can't afford to, to rotate your, your team. The the player they they found their their you know their their routine, they have to play. I mean I don't think Paris Saint Germain will rotate as you said. And and the the, the worst thing is like if, when the season is over, you still have to play the Euros. You have also the Copa America and next summer you have the World Cup. So like this is like a three year span where players they will have maybe a week or two weeks of holidays instead of having five to six and the 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 they will play or they would have played or every week so yeah that's that's gonna be tough uh next year is gonna be tough also for those clubs and the players who, who will feature in the international competitions I, I don't i don't think this is the end of uh, those small muscular injuries we 
we've seen recently with all those players from Bayern, Paris Saint-Germain, who, who maybe played, what, 50 games since the start of the season. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's yeah. tough for them. Players are, are pushing themselves to the limit, aren't they? And if you're playing 60, 75 games over the, the course of a season, and yeah. as you said, over those two, three-year cycles with all the international competitions and, and other, other competitions there, it's a, a huge a huge workload. Mm. Yeah, and you're, you're going to see more of these injuries. Um, yeah, interesting times. So in terms of the journey then, I say for yourself, yeah. it's it's coming up to two years now um, mm-hmm. since since well, the since the laptop incident in the river. Well, two years already. Uh, that's that's. Yeah, it's, it's, well, what 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 have been what have been the highlights for you? And uh, in terms of how the games evolved, I say your love of other football games. You know, you've mentioned Football Manager and FIFA itself. Yeah. What with we you know, you've 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 seen all the bits of news. What what would you like to see over the next? 12 to 24 months from Surrey and what do you think this game has got the capability to grow to? Well this is like a this is a, a crucial summer for Surrey I think because a lot of people joined during this year a lot of new managers and I mean we've seen uh, those managers when when they, they they've joined they they went for the cars that that had, that had in-game utility they didn't come in first for the collectible aspect of the game so I think the 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 most important thing Sorrel has to do is to you know just just change its gameplay because right now the evolve it to like uh I would like to see evolved um, like uh, you know a player versus player environment because actually to me it makes no sense to play division four versus five thousand of people. And just hoping to to be first because it's just about luck. No, there's no skill, nothing. So I would love to see something um, more oriented to a player versus player environment where you have some divisions of players, like like uh, sorry, that like we're seeing like moment. we're seeing in Surrey data, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see it on Surrey because I think that's that's complicated to implement to to do something balanced. Uh, but th- th- I think this is the future of this game. Uh, I mean, there will be more and more people joining. And uh, at some point, if we if we keep the same gameplay, there will be fifty thousand people playing Division Four, and that, that makes no sense. Even if it, rewarding ten uh, percent of them, it makes no sense at all. So I would love to see a player to player environment because it's. Uh, I'm just putting myself uh, in the seat of someone who joins right now, and is playing against galleries that are worth uh, five thousand or more uh, ETH, and that it's not really fair. Because it's not just about um, the the power of, of the the cars that you old managers owned. It's also about the knowledge of the game, and it's not fair for for someone like me who joined in 2019 to be competing against those guys. So yeah, I just hope that uh, the com- the competition environment evolves, and we we are both we are we are both able to play against player against u- other users, not to play against everyone. So you're thinking so something like a ELO rating that you might see in chess, or yeah. what sort of what, what sort of um, system or, or formula do you think would would, would help? Uh, the past results, it's it's like a complex matrix put in, but I think it would be maybe the 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 gallery value, not the value, but maybe if you hold unique super rares and rares, uh, like the past results you had also, uh, the total XP you got from your cards. I mean, it's it's a same to put in place, but all those 
those metrics could be used to determine a, a manager ranking. And I don't know, like the top 20, the top 15 or 20 percent of, of this ranking play together and so on and so on. And then at the end of the month, there's a ranking and uh, the first get the best rewards, etc., etc. So I, that, that would give more more sense <clears throat> to, to to play this game like this. And I mean, you could develop some strategies, like at the beginning of the month, you see who, who, you, who you're going to play against. You see the galleries, you, you're going to anticipate the cards, they will, they will line up. And you just, you know, you it will be more fun, way more fun than, than the current gameplay. Because like right now, it, 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 it makes no sense at all in D4 and and like spending uh, 1,000 or 2,000 into the Division 4 cards and playing for the their soul because that's the only thing you're going to play if you spend 2,000 euros uh, on rare cards. Maybe you're, gonna, you're gonna, going to be lucky and, and then you up winning a reward, but it's too complicated right now. The, the gameplay is at its limits and it's crucial they changing during the summer for the new season. And from, a, so, from yeah. a collector point of view, uh, mm-hmm. Do you see? Do you see that the if the mm-hmm. the platform itself has obviously gone in such a direction where it's, in, in my opinion, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's only one one opinion, it's so gaming orientated now, investment focused. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all about the numbers. Do you think that the dream of building a platform that still has at its heart a collector core to it? Do you mm-hmm. think that, that that can be created or do you think people will are still only going to want to focus on the trading, the investment, the, mm-hmm. the actual gaming side of things? Well, that, that's complicated to predict. Actually, we've seen recently with uh, the NFT global growth that we got a lot of new managers joining in and they've just bought some serial numbers one of uh, of a hundred or the the jersey number, like but they they were coming from Top Shot, whereas this this type of collectible is really really strong and in, and inside the community. But I think the the you know the collectability of the the cards will will just will be successful if the gameplay success is successful. It will it will be like a like a collateral effect, but a good one, you know. If the gaming uh, platform of, of if the gaming as- aspect of Sorare evolves in a good di- direction, then the collectible part also will will gain in importance. Uh, if Sorare is still here in ten or fifteen years, then holding first season cards will be crazy. Like imagine at the moment uh, holding uh, like a Ronaldo with a Sporting Portugal uh, jersey or a Ronaldo rookie card. Like, of course, it will it will be a realistic card to own and much better than another with Juventus uh, jersey. But I, I think that the 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 way the platform is designed at the moment, I don't think the collectible part is the main focus of the users. I think it will be it will more come um, uh, with the time with the platform evolving. But there there surely there is like a, a small collectible market, but it's not the main market at the moment. It it will just r- r- rise if if the platform is a success. I think you're right. I, I think there is a, an element of a collectibles market. We've seen users come in with mm-hmm. a, a bit of a, a focus there, but I think most people, even those who, who do look at the, the collectible side, are wanting to enjoy the gameplay aspect. That's what's fun. That's what you're, you're watching football every week. You're you're scouting players. You're putting them into lineups. You're, mm-hmm. you're testing your knowledge against other managers. And the point you touched there on there about being able to play against other people. So 
we've obviously seen it in the Surveyor Data League and, and some of the third party offerings. But I think you're right, we need to have an all encompassing gameplay, further additions that will, will come into to the space that, that really make this engaging and, and captivating. And I think we're all massively on board. It is engaging and captivating for us because we've got large galleries and we're able to, to get involved each week. However, coming into, as you said, coming into the platform, a thousand euros, a couple of thousand euros, it still doesn't give you that much ability to, to really compete at this stage. And I think over the next couple, couple of weeks, hopefully we, we see some of the, the detail of, of what's coming next. I think this is an important you know, next phase and being able to, to really ramp up the user base. I think, yeah, well, we will see more more coming. I think we will see some some changes and uh, I hope they will be for the for the best because right now the, the model isn't sustainable. I mean, I've talked with some friends uh, when you, you're a new, new joiner at the moment. I mean, you're really complicated and uh, they should be aware of you. Uh, or the gameplay should be oriented to like, I don't know, you just start playing the rookie league for two or three weeks or you can skip it and then when, when you're playing the real the real game weeks you're just playing against the old rookie managers and uh, and you just and then you make a ranking of all those rookie guys and you give very nice rewards to the top of them but no the the current gameplay is, is not working like with the, all the, the amount of new manager we got in the past few months, the team has to change something really. They, they, they have to, to work on on being more efficient uh, to deliver the, this gaming area because at the moment it's what what is carrying the platform. I know I know the team has things like the, the card has a strong collectible aspect and they they're really collectibles. With the growth of recent recent growth of, of the NFTs, they they were right in a certain way. Uh, uh, like players like Mark, they were, they were really visionaries when they would start buying uh, all the first editions because we saw like there's a market out there. But but I mean, all the, the, the big uh, the big accounts that came in splashed 150 ETH and there's not a single one buying cards since 15 to 20 days. They, they haven't played uh, the game week. So I think it's it's a failure for the platform not being able to to retain those new guys. I mean, they, they came in, they spent 100, 150 or 50, and they and, and know they're gone. And maybe they will come back. Maybe they, they won't. They, but I mean, I think that the, the platform wasn't ready to just, you know, attract those people and, and ma- made them uh, fan of the game. They just saw Sorare as a side investment uh, in, in, in a, divisif- a diversification of their NFTs portfolios. And they, 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 they didn't even bother to, to register. Ge- cards or teams uh, you know, on, on game weeks and I think that uh, the team has to learn from, 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 from this and to make their game evolve in a way or you you have to compete you have to use your card you have to you just not you don't don't just uh, sit on them and let them in your gallery and do nothing yeah with I think you know I, I imagine if your inbox is as, you know similar to mine you know the, the amount mm-hmm. of messages you get there is a big difference you know when that uh, announcement was made 50 million uh, mm-hmm. capital raised fantastic mm-hmm. it did bring at the time a lot of people who were yeah. you know making good money in nft arts yeah. land 
uh, and other, you know, top shot as well. Mm. And I know that you and I, we sold a few cards and you could see, you know, people were going big. They're going big on Mbappe, mm. big on Felix, big on Ronaldo. But it was like, mm-hmm. well, sometimes, you know, none of these people were buying goalkeepers. None of them were buying defenders. Yeah. So, you know, their first moves, like, mm, okay. And then now you've got people who I think are a lot more genuine in their mm. desire to want to play the game long term. And yeah. you can sense it in the negotiations. You know, we all have a bit of fun on the negotiations. Uh, but you can see anyone that's wanting to spend money in the last few weeks is mm. because it's because they they they're sold on the platform. They love the platform. They like mm. playing fantasy football, and they want to you know try and grow as quickly as possible within the budget that they're working with, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic. But I didn't get that same feeling immediately after the uh, announcement. We mm. obviously saw on the transfer market prices go crazy. Mm. Um, a lot of auctions were going, you know, well above what we would normally expect them to, to, yeah. to finish at. But I, I wasn't getting that same level of engagement with new managers on the negotiation mm. side. Oh, do you want to sell this guy for a few weeks, whatever it happens to be? Whereas mm. now it feels that each and every user that's committed to the platform, you know, they're a lot more hardcore. They're a lot more intense in terms of they're wanting to play the game. And I yeah. think le- less concerned about the fluctuations in prices they just want to get what they can so that they can compete for the remainder of the european season as well as get ready for whether they enjoy asia mls or both get ready for the, the summer months as well yeah you'll have a real mix of managers uh, out there but I yeah think- yeah that's a mix of managers i mean all the manager that that joined recently or, or are joining at the moment they each have a different goal uh, i mean some are setting lineups for mls which is a good idea some are I've already set up uh, some lineups for Asian leagues, and uh, I've seen in the French community some one of my other network Wi-Fi. So well, sorry. So tell us about your journey. Oh, my journey on tour. <laughs> it's been a long journey, really. It's been no, a no. long journey. <laughs> I think no, we've touched on a, a lot of that and given a, a bit of the the background. So I suppose we could. <laughs> Advice is there anything you'd give advice to new managers or we could... well if I had to give advice to new manager I would I would say uh, maybe start to scout before you buy like try to really know the player you're buying don't buy because you, you just see the past five score of 80 and put all your money in this card just buy because you know the player you you've so so in play like don't spend five eat on a on an Asian guy which has a last five score of 90 because you, you're gonna only be disappointed by him just try to scout the best player use your knowledge there are some cards which, which are mispriced at the moment so whatever your your plan is is your plan if your plan is to buy to compete in in mls or to compete in asia or to compete in europe just use your, your knowledge and don't let yourself um you know oriented by by the the, the metrics you have on uh, on server you can use survey data also which which brings you a lot of a lot of infos about the game but you have some stats which are hidden still and use those use your skills use your stat to to buy the cards you really you really want to to have just be patient they will show up at auction or or try to find a deal with the other managers but Use your knowledge at best. Don't buy because you see nice numbers or because you think um, you, you you want to, to get a lineup for the next game week. Absolutely. Just be patient. Try to work on, on some deals with other manager. Buy from 
both primary and secondary market because sometimes the the price of auction is is going on top of what you can find on the on the secondary markets so just just uh just give give yourself like a, a game plan uh, how you want to play the game and follow it and the result will come you don't you, you cannot have instant results because the game is complicated you have to you have to get some you have to be a bit experienced in it to get some some results first in the game weeks because i've seen a lot of, of new managers who joined recently they they spent a lot of money in the game and they thought the, the results would come but it's not the, the amount of money you spend in the game it's is how you use your card, or you use your knowledge, or you use everything, and the it's it's really the key to success. If you want to be on the platform for medium or long term, you have to you have to sometimes go against the market, like buying injured players, buying players that are not really performing, uh, which are cheap deals at the moment, and not always buy the shiniest cards because they will always disappoint. If if you buy cross right now. Okay, it's a good player. Really, Cross is a good player. It's an awesome Sorero card, but he's, he's in, in a really good form. And and I think he can only disappoint you not scoring 80 or 90 points game weeks. So and just... you've done that to good effect. I've seen, you know, you've, you've had times where you've picked up a number of Kai Havertz, mm -hmm. for example. You've done it before with Ferran Torres. So yeah. two guys, very young, both from clubs that were licensed and now on unlicensed clubs so you know you've got mm -hmm. the safety net of them being relative short prints mm -hmm. both at both out of favor with their teams but the bottom line is that they've, they've probably got a good career ahead of them in football and, yeah, whilst, and whilst everyone's chasing the pedro goncalves as you said mm -hmm. with 95 and vlasic getting 80 every week and paying mm -hmm. you know three four five times the amount that you can pick up a ferran torres for yeah. Um, you know, is there really that much of a difference? A two hundred pound card versus a thousand pound card—that's a lot of money uh, mm. for chasing a bit of form. And arguably, okay, this is my opinion and might not be mm -hmm. shared by others. Ferran Torres and Kai Havertz are playing at a much higher level in the Premier League, and they've always got the ability, if they don't succeed in the Premier League, to return back to a lesser league and still be a, mm. a big, bigger fish in a smaller pond. Whereas a lot of the people that tend to get chased on form, you know, we've got some crazy numbers being put up by some K-League guys at the moment. But a K-League yeah. guy could go to St. Trudence tomorrow and you, yeah. could never hear, and you could never hear from him again. Oh, he that, can also disappear. Yeah, he can just yeah. disappear like this. Uh, and, and you could have spent that £1,000 on more, more household names that maybe not have translated into, you know, 60, 70 plus point, uh, point performances straight away, mm -hmm. but you've banked them. They're in the, they're in your collection. And the chances yeah. are, if they go on to have a good career, you're going to be able to call upon them mm -hmm. multiple times, uh, you know, in, in the future seasons. Yeah. I just say share this point. I mean, back in the days where we only had Jubilee league and, and not so many clubs uh, in the platform. I mean, you, you had to make, a decision you, you just need to the pool of players available was really small so you had to buy the shiniest names and go with them because if you you didn't do this the or the other players will will do and they will crush you but now you have so many clubs you have a full Eredivisie, full full japanese full korean full mls you have a lot of champions europe european clubs also so you can select your player and if you're buying a player from a, a, a secondary tier, like you know, from, in, from a Jupiter club or for, from a, an Asian club, 
just make sure you buy a, a player which will either be a young prospect and and maybe go in Europe someday and fail or buy a, a, a like a I would say a, a club player like Cezinha for example or Van Aken. you know that those players will likely to stay the, their whole career they're kind of old already and they will stay maybe the until they still have five to five six seasons in them and they will stay in the same club forever and they will bring you the points on a constant basis and once the, the player retire or once his performance are, are lost just maybe you sell the, the card for, for not for profit you you take the loss and you sell the player but it will have yielded so much reward for you and whatever or just you keep it in your gallery and just enjoy it whatever just you mind the good the good times uh, using him uh, on Soraya because I, I see all the players the new joiners sorry they're, they're really focused and concerned about what's going to happen when the one player retire well just make sure you've yielded enough rewards from this card before retire and you will be okay there's I mean it's totally okay to be seated on cards which are already retired players if you if you if your objective is to get uh the max maximum of, of of amount on your investment then make sure you yield the most from them and and that will be okay and on, on the other side you can also buy top prospect that's from asia or from whatever smaller club you you like and you will see you will take you will be at risk because one day they can leave and for a bigger club and fail or whatever but but uh having those two kinds of players in your in your gallery is really important for me if if you want to if you want to be efficient in the in the current gameplay, that's 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 what you have to find. A good mix of those two type of players is, is perfect. Yep, some some really good advice there. And that you talking about there about that, that mix of players. I noticed that when I look at your uniques, you've got the the guys who are performing right now who are gonna keep you in the rewards and, and yeah really competing. But then you've got all the, the 17 to, to 20 year old up and coming stars who a lot of them are already starting to compete, but they're, they're going to supplement those teams going forward. They're going to allow you to take the profit on some of those older guys when they've run their course and when you know, you've you extracted the, the most value from them and you've got ready-made replacements to, to come into that lineup while you're building out new star rares and, and new super super rares from those winnings. So I think you're right. That's a, a really important factor, being able to, to actually come, compete also build up players for the future that are maybe not necessarily stars right now, a bit out of form, but can become the, the backbone of your, your team going forward. And as Mark said, are maybe going for £200 rather than £1,000 mm. because they're, they're just out, not flavour of the, the month right now. And we all I mean, yeah, you've got, you got guys like some... Vertonghen, you've got Vorma, yeah. and these are guys that you know people will overlook in the market in favour mm. of you know, stockpiling the next best 17, 18, 19-year-olds. Mm. Whereas I bet if you looked at all of the challenger uh, division, three and four prize winners, I bet a very high percentage of them have players mm. like Vertonghen, Vorma, you know, even, you know, up till recently, Penetau. You know, there, there's there's going to be a core of 30 to 35-year-olds yeah. that have got, you know, yeah, maybe they've got zero future value other than, as you said, enjoying mm. them by looking at them in your gallery in the future. Yeah. And hopefully by then, Serrera will you know, be able to demonstrate or show you each card's history and what they helped to win for you. But even if they get zero, if Vorma sits alongside three or four 
up and coming players and they only hit 40s and 45s well Vorma's 75 is going to get you into the in, into a tier two tier three card price mm-hmm. um but it is it is fascinating i think maybe it's it is the learning process maybe when people start the game depending on which tutorials they they view or guides yeah. or people that people that they follow you know, if you do go and buy 10 or 20 youngsters, because everyone's got a fascination with under 23, we all know that they've got much better and longer term utility mm. than anything else. But if you don't blend in with those core performers, the spine of your team that's going to get you, they're the ones that are going to fast track you to start getting that compounded return on your on your investment. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you, you, you took the example of Vormer. And I, I just went straight to throw that and I, I just have looked at his his performance uh, for his unique card that I have been holding since the beginning of, of this this season, so for the past nine months. And I, I bought it for if if we only talk in ETH, I bought it for 3.69 and he always already yielded me 1.38 in cash and around five in in cards value rewards, uh, it's cards that I, I I already sold or I'm still holding. So I mean, he already made made me. He already yielded two times his price. So I mean, I I can sell right now for five ETH, or keep it until he retire, whatever. I mean, every decision will be good. And if I sell him right now, I will, I will try to find a, a replacement player like he is. But you know, it's all about question of yield and. Or if if you want to play long term or mid term in this game, you, you can you cannot just buy at the moment the or uh, all the sixteen to nineteen years old players because you will never perform in in the in the tournaments. Maybe you will perform in under twenty three division, but that's all. I mean, you have no hope yet to play in to do anything in in the main divisions because. And I see just after crushed. that, just taking that example, maybe you can have a look at Kangin uh, Kangin Lee. So one month after you bought Vorma, you bought mm-hmm. Kanging Lee for just under the same price as Vorma. So just yeah. over th- just over three ETH. Mm-hmm. And arguably right now, if you offered someone Kanging Lee versus Vorma, mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of people would buy Kanging Lee. Yeah. Uh, because of his age, his profile, and his future potential. But in terms of, I mean, you're going to prove me wrong now. He's probably won you about 10 ETH of under 23 <laughs> prizes. But uh, <laughs> uh, in, ter- in terms of, you know, output, similar time, you've only for eight months. What, what's Kanging Lee uh, yielded for you? Nothing. Like yield maybe half of it because, I mean, he's an unusable card. He's, he's, in, he's in conflict with the Valencia, Valencia board and he doesn't want to sign a new contract. So, I mean, he's, even if he's one of the best prospect in in the club is not a regular starter so that makes him just unusable in the game so i mean that's if you buy kangly just let him sit in your gallery or just put him in your teams if you have no other choice but that's not a card you can compete now not in and not with five thousand managers playing division four uh kangly is just unusable and uh, you have a lot of example in my gallery like this yeah, so like a, a perfect like, example. He might have 13 years more perceived yeah. utility, but he's not winning you anything back right now. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a mix of uh, warmers and clanging leads if you want to be to be competitive and aim at middle term because Kanging Lee will maybe be a very good player next season or in five seasons or in three seasons. Maybe he will leave Valencia and 
in a not not a licensed club yet and and be a short print or whatever is it's it's fate youth but once one you sure once one thing is sure is like with warmer you, you will you will stay in Bruges maybe the next two or three seasons and it will be is is the captain and he will still score 60 every game week so i mean that's two different profile but they, they both have um uh, so our fate very different Vorma is more certain than Kangin Lee but yeah you, as you say if you're a new manager joining in just don't overlook uh, the root Vormers they they have a lot of of of, of cars there are a lot of cars like him in the markets and they're, they're really underpriced and they will be they will bring you a lot of a lot of rewards I can imagine tomorrow when everyone's listening to this they're going to be resetting their filters for players <laughs> over the age of 32 and uh, before the deadline tomorrow afternoon everyone's going to be scrambling to buy up but buy up experience you, you you'll uh, you've influenced everyone to uh, to go and add a bit of a uh, experience depth to their collection <laughs> we know that's not happening <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. what the market does but it's a, it's a massively valid point, isn't it? It's people are overlooking, and myself included, lots of managers do that. You overlook that yeah. player for somebody who's maybe got five or six years because there's a perceived risk. And and, and that's maybe valid at some of these high prices. Not everyone will have the, the, the money to be able to risk a high amount on a player that's maybe only got one year and they're not sure if they can actually extract that value so that you're a very experienced manager you know mm. what you're capable of and know how to, to utilize these cards to their, their best effect so i think that it will be different for every manager and there's no one one size fits all but definitely check out surreal data look at players not just the ones that you know and have got all the hyper and getting tweeted about 24 7 there's a lot of other players out there that if you put them in the right lineups they can start to, to yield you some good rewards there. So, yeah, a lot of the, the unfancied names and the those from the Farmers League, as, as you say, maybe some of the less popular guys get overlooked. Well, I think the easiest way to explain it is, is that a Rud Vorma can win you a Kangin Lee. A Kangin yeah. Lee is not going to win you a Rud Vorma. No, it's, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's that... And, and I see very similar with, you know, the relationship between super rare cards and rare cards. Mm. You know, pe people look at saying, oh, I'm going to build up to getting my first super rare, what have you. But if you had super rare cards, those super rare cards could yield you the rare cards and you could do it in reverse. Yeah. I know it's a very hard decision to make mm -hmm. and you'd rather have maybe a, a, a gallery of 50 rare cards when you first start. But I wonder, you know, I see a lot of these. Uh, I'm interested to see how these competitions are that, you know, starting up with 300 pounds and Quinny and John Nellis are going for it in, um, uh, in, in, in a challenge together. I'd be mm. interested to see a challenge whereby 10 super rare cards against 50 rare cards and then see what the outcome was and who was able to build out a gallery faster. Going I to think be also really as well, what, one thing I'd like to also say as well is that, you know, we've got different resources. None of the resources that I've seen have have suggested you know a sort of strategy that we've just thrown together the, the you know let's say 10 super rares and half a dozen rare cards i've not seen that suggested anywhere and i think again it depends in those early days the path that you take the side groups that you join where you get your information from and i think it's worth saying that i think most people that have played the game for a you know reasonable period of time have probably found you know a group of allies 
that they share information with, even if it's things like injury suspensions, things like that, so that they can help to help each other to avoid DMPs or just people that they generally like to, to talk with, you know, share similar viewpoints or they might know from other NFT games as well. Might be that they support the same team, um, but there is a lot of help uh, and that help can also be uh, useful in the transfer market and trade market as well. I mean, Zarao, I know, for example, I mean, I've, I've copied your technique, you know, there's a, you know, <laughs> when you win prize cards, you know, the chances are there's a lot of those prize cards that, you know, you don't really need. They're not going to improve your collection. So, you know, you're, you're quite happy to put them on the market at very, very competitive prices. And you've got regular trade partners now that come to you that know, okay, Zarao's won X cards this week. Take a look on Zarao data. Right, yeah, chances are when they come off transfer and progress, he might be a good guy to go to to get a better deal than what I can see on the market. And, you know, I've, I've tried to follow you in, in that terms and I can see other managers doing that as well now. You know, it's as a new manager out there, there are some good trade partnerships that you can forge that will end up saving you money. So it's not just, you know, if you've got the ability, and I know Zarao, you get hundreds of messages, you know, if you get the chance to talk to someone like Zarao or AJ or Max, or, you know, it's one of the more active managers in the game that, you know, does enjoy success from playing uh, the game itself. And there's a lot to learn from these people, not just, can I get a cheap deal? Um, but if, you know, you get five, 10 minutes and you can have a bit of chat backwards and forwards, you're not trying to be too cheeky or just throwing in ridiculous offers, you know, this all adds up. You know, if I knew that I could go to someone and get a player 10 to 20% under the market every time he won a prize card, you know, that's that's going to help me grow much faster than if I'm having to rely on the market each time or compete against people on auctions every single week. Yeah, absolutely. I think that gets overlooked as well. But looking out for those prizes that have been given out on a game week and building those contacts up with you know, the, the managers in the game that are willing to to do favourable deals, not just favourable deals, but are not just looking out for a, a quick buck and are, are there to support others and, and help the, the platform grow. And I think there's lots of them out there, Zura being, being one of them. <laughs> yeah, I still think the platform has, has a bright future. Like this is only the beginning and people are just too emotive. They're, they're, they're too, too subject to market changes. Like it's... it's you we could you could see it with the NFT hype recently, but we have to remember there's been like a lot of problem with liquidity in the market before, and like someone like Pavel, he came in, he bought so many cards for from managers, like he bought really really cheap, uh, cheap galleries, and he made a lot of profit. I mean, you, you don't if the if the market is 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 going down, don't sell your card cheap, just all to them. It's we can make a parallel uh, from the the current NFT market with what what was happening with Bitcoin in 2017. I mean, it's we're we're definitely in a in a bull market, and it's it's a great way to start building collections of NFTs. But when this market turns or turns around and comes to a bear market, don't sell, just hold, try to get some yield, just. Forget about maybe buying new cars or change your strategy, but that's that's what makes it exciting with NFTs, like uh, which are implemented in projects like Sorare. Is you can have a strategy and you you're dependent of the market of the global market of crypto cryptocurrencies and NFTs, but you can adapt your strategy. I mean, if you're just holding ETH or whatever, and and the market turns around and you come from a, a bull market to a bear market. 
then you just stuck with you, with your ETH and you cannot do anything with it. And if you, if you own uh, solar cars, you can just still yield some rewards for them, even if you're not able to buy any new cards for maybe a certain amount of time, you can still extract some value and just forget the the price in, in dollar or in euro or in whatever your, your currency is and just keep yielding them. Don't, don't sell them cheap. We've seen so many examples of, of old managers just exiting the game. And yet so far, no one has, has, has found a, a good exit. The market always, uh, always overperformed their exits. And I've seen maybe 20 managers from, from 2019 or 2020 who existed in different period of, of the, the game, each because of, of I guess, they, they just wanted to cash out and take the money and, and leave. Even if they said, oh, I will, I will come back or whatever, they never came back. And I mean, no one has yet found a good exit. So at the moment, just hold to your, just hold, buy some new cars, don't sell cheap. Even if, if it's if it's appealing, just don't sell them uh, for uh, like uh, a discount unless it's vital. But then you, you should not, not have bought those cards first if, if you really need the money elsewhere. And right now it's, it, and I think it's that maybe goes back to your point about actually playing the game and, and actually enjoying that and not just the, the trading aspect. I think the trading aspects are part of the, the whole package that we enjoy on this platform. But if it wasn't for the ability to actually play the fantasy football side, you'll lose a, a whole bunch of that. So I think if you're ingrained in the playing SO5 each week, mm-hmm. you can take the fluctuations in card prices. You can ignore that because you're enjoying the game. You know you've got a strategy. You know that the cards you've got are going to yield you returns. Might not be this week, might not be next week, but over the next year, over the next couple of years, you're, you're going to get nice returns from them. Um, so I think it's probably obviously a, another point of not overexposing yourself. So if fluctuations in, in card prices are causing you a bit of stress, then maybe you're, you're overexposed in the platform. You need to, to consider that. Definitely don't be putting in too much more money than you can afford to, to lose. At the end of the day, this is, is a game. There's speculation aspects to that, but don't let that, that run away from you and obviously focus on what's important to you, the enjoyment factor, maybe the collectibles element, playing the, the fantasy football side. But yeah, don't get caught up in the, the way price movements are, are going on a, an intraday basis. I think that can get... And for those looking to sell now, and you said there's genuine reasons that people do want to sell, you know, the want to sell channel, want to trade panel, and uh, even the want to buy channel now is sort of like everyone's clambering on top of each other to sell stuff. Yeah, okay. Are you selling because you want to exit or take some money off the table? Are you selling because you're worried that car values might go down even further? Uh, or are you selling to chase form on another player? And I think as you've pointed out there, Zarel, you know, there hasn't been many times I can remember, and we both know, you know, Marcus1234 did very, very well in-game but needed to sell for whatever reason. We've had Gerbert, we've had Gocker even, who's now back in the game, but I dread to think what sort of premium he's now paying for cards on top of the, you know, what he what he sold for a couple of months ago. You know, have a think before you're selling. What are you selling for? If you really need the money, then great. You need to sell, you need to sell. But if you're selling because you're chasing some form, you know, as, as you said, is getting a guy that's just got 
80, 80, 80, 80, 80, something that's sustainable and is, is, is giving you more value to your collection? I don't know. Yeah, it's a balance and everyone's going to have their own individual circumstances. It's important to, to factor those in, but yeah, take a, a balanced approach and don't rush in. Yeah, I think the key to success is really being balanced. I mean, you, you have to, you have all, if, if your strategy is to, to be competitive, then you have to have some key cards, a bit of it, and everything be really balanced in your account. If you just want to trade, then you don't care about the cards you're holding at the moment because your main priority isn't, isn't the gaming area. So you can you can still sell some key players and, and, and you don't care. But yeah, if you want to be there, if you want to be successful here, being balanced is the main key. And I've, I've learned it uh, at, even if I've been there for, for two years now, uh, sometimes I, I haven't been balanced. I, I was lacking ETH or I was lacking some key cards and, and uh, I've paid the, the a, a big price to it. It was some, every time that I wasn't balanced in the game, uh, I made some mistakes. So, well, just play with a budget, fix your budget, buy the cards you want to, to buy and think about it when you want to sell them. And always have a bit of ETH available because you have some cool opportunities coming now and over on the markets. Like this morning, I saw some some cards were sold really really cheap. So I mean, you you never really know. And if you want to be successful in this game, yeah, stay balanced. Great, great advice there. Well, let's let's wrap this by saying. Oh, it's amazing talking to you. So really, thanks for your time. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I have no doubt everyone's going to enjoy this this, this pod. Uh, and you know, let's all uh, wish Lil, or those that want to wish Lil, mm-hmm. the very best over the last few games of the season. And for you, I really hope that uh, you get to experience another league title for, for, for your team. Yeah, thanks. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, every game for, for Lil will be a final. And there's still exciting games ahead, and uh, I'm pretty sure Lil can do it. It's, it's going to be really close. It's, it, it will play to nothing. Like the success or failure will will be really nothing, like one goal or whatever. But uh, it's it's been a very good season for Lil. Whatever happens, happen. And if, even finishing top top three would be amazing. We sold the best striker, and and even David struggled. Each player stepped up um, at a different time of the season, and the strength of the club comes from all the all the all the group, not uh, a single individual. And so, yeah, I would hope Lille can can make it, and whatever happens, happens. So, well, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Um, if I if maybe if I be invites me more regularly, I will be. I will feature with with a pleasure. So well, I Absolutely. hope everyone. Oh, yeah, been, I hope everyone enjoyed this. It's fantastic to have you on, and I'm I'm sure the guests will all absolutely love it. So definitely happy to to have you back on more in the future. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm here available. So just and when I'm, when we'll win the league or yeah come forth, we'll we'll have. Oh, before on. that, you know, Sorrells, he's a K League expert. He's he's oh, you know, I'll, I'll take a step back. You you have the next couple of weeks, Sorrells, no problem at all. I'll can't, I'll try and concentrate <laughs> on keeping up with you on the leaderboard. Well, it's a holiday. <laughs> thanks. Okay, thanks. So I'll see you guys. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. And uh, yeah, likewise, you... Sorrells. All the best, mate. Take care. Yeah, I wish you the best for this game week, and hope you you get the best best rewards possible. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, you, what, what, what you leave for us, yeah? <laughs> no, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
So that brings us to the end of today's Sorier Global Fantasy Football Podcast. I hope you found it useful. And as always, if you could like, subscribe and leave a review, and we can help introduce the fantastic concept to more users. See you next time.